0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Tendi Talk. I am your host, Joe, better known as Washed Up Goalie on social media. This week, I talk to the man, the myth, the legend, the movie star, Kane Van Gate. But before I talk to Kane, let's take a quick break.
1: Hey,
0: everybody. Joe here for Anchor, the podcast provider. Here's all you really need to know. One, it's free, and two, Talk uses it. Anchor has features for your podcast like voicemail and listener support that's all available free through the Anchor app or through anchor.fm. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your episodes easily from your phone or computer. Then Anchor does the hard work of distributing your episode through all the major podcast distributors. That is, after you've registered with them, of course. You can also make money for your podcast. I know I will try and do so, so that I can cover simple costs like website hosting. There is no minimum listenership required for you to start earning, so you can start right away. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor.fm to get started. And now back to the show. Kane, thanks right. for joining me today. It's uh, Man, great really to nice have for having- you. Uh, good, good to talk to you, even though you're a blues fan, uh, I'll, I'll let that one slide.
1: <laughs> hey, it's all good. We're all friends off the ice, right? When Absolutely. We're not playing.
0: Absolutely. You know, so, some of the best Hawks games I went to were when they were playing the blues or the Blackhawks because it was, uh, fans going after each other throughout the whole game. And once the game ended, it was, Hey, can I buy you a beer? Where are you going oh. afterwards? You know?
1: Oh yeah. T- tons of friends from Chicago, of course, you know, growing up in St. Louis, and then, you know, traveling a bit, so you play against those guys, and eventually you play with them, so it, it's yeah. a fun rivalry, for sure, with hockey, baseball, anything, it's fun.
0: Yeah, it, it was always fun in college, we had a, a few, team. I went to school in Minnesota, but we had a few teammates from the St. Louis area, one was uh, Chris Fogger, who we were talking about earlier, and yeah, every time, you know, the Cubs or the Cardinals played, or the Blackhawks and the Blues played, we were going back and forth. Still to this day, the messages go back and forth between us.
1: That's too funny. Yeah, yeah it's that way. I mean, it, it was weird. It was um, in 2010, I think, when when Chicago won that first of that three cup and kind of started yeah. that, that dynasty. At first, I was just – I mean, as a Blues fan, I was a little uh, – <laughs> I don't know, a little – Not, I wasn't sure how I felt. Um, but then at the time I had a job that was still in hockey and and it was more marketing and, and, um, you know, I saw how much it grew the game in the Midwest and the Chicago area. I just thought, wow, that's such a cool thing. And I kind of saw, I looked at it from that perspective and just, you know, seeing the parade and all the millions of people that showed up and just, you know, all the excitement and everything that happened in Chicago. And instead of being, you know, standing on the outside, looking in from a jealous point of view, it was more like, that's awesome. Good for them that has to happen to us one day and when it does it'll it'll be perfect and and thank goodness 2019 finally came but you know one cup amazing I I can't imagine you know I have a lot of Chicago friends and some of them are like oh we're in the rebuild right now I'm like you guys won three Stanley Cups in like seven years something ridiculous I don't even know six years seven years yeah I mean heck you trade that off for a rebuild any day. I think absolutely, so well. right?
0: So, I, I've been a Hawks fan for many years. So, you know, I, I was there through the the lean years with Alpo Suhonen as the you know coach, and you know oh, yeah. things like that. So, those of us that have been longtime fans, we absolutely savored it. But all of those people who discovered hockey in like 2009, 2010, they don't know what's going on. They're like. Well, we should be in the playoffs every year it's like no 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 Uh, no absolutely not um you know but yeah it, it was fun and as much as i'm not a fan of the blues it was fun to see the city embrace them um uh embrace uh little layla and gloria and you know it, it just it, it makes it so much better when there's those backstories and just see that you come together
1: for sure that was yeah. all kismet for sure and um yeah it's funny like it's thank you for for saying that because it, it felt the same you know like you look at the cubs i don't know if you're a cubs fan I assume oh,
0: big time yeah okay i, yeah, up...
1: I, assume, I assume so so when yeah. you guys win the world series it's like oh well, what now? Because that was their identity. It's like, you know, yes. we're good a lot. We've got this, go all this. They had won in so long. And so at that point, my, my dad and I joked, like, the, the Blues are going the cup. Like, <laughs> the Blues are going the cup soon. Like, it's happening. And we had this, like, uh, ignorant confidence. But uh, yeah, thankfully, you know, we both experienced what it's like to win. So...
0: Yeah, oh. you know, you mentioned the Cubs. I grew up on the south side, so geographically, I should have been a White Sox fan.
1: Okay, that's why I asked. I didn't. But
0: know. I love the Cubs, and everybody goes, "How? How did that happen?" I was now. If if you ask the kids I grew up with, they've all been Cub fans their whole lives. But the truth is, there was only one of them that liked both teams in the city, and then there was me, who was the Cubs fan. The rest of them were diehard White Sox fans.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, cool. But it, as I tell the story, growing up in the '80s in Chicago. Uh, the Cubs played all of their home games at 12.05 every day and the White Sox played night games while I had a bedtime. On top of that, the Cubs were on WGN and the White Sox were on cable and we didn't have cable. So you put those two together, I became a Cubs fan and uh, stuck with them through all those years and it, it was definitely worth it.
1: Interesting story. I could go off on a bunch. I was thinking of all these different tangents. I'm like, who wants to talk about baseball? (laughs) (laughs) He almost said something else about baseball. I'm like, all right.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that because the previous episode, Kevin Woodley, he and I were talking and, uh, you know, he he started his foray into journalism because of baseball. Uh, So it's funny on how baseball and hockey do overlap so much. Um, Yeah. it's a great off-season sport for hockey players too. It's fun. Too. I mean,
1: it's good for the hand-eye, right? And yeah, uh, you know. And so I know a lot of Canadians even play it too. Or lacrosse is big up there, right? Yeah. But yeah, those having that secondary sport that's all hand-eye, I think, only helps with hockey. So.
0: Yep, some of the best kids I coached um, played baseball in the off-season. You could tell. Oh, uh, for Just sure. it, it helped their hands. Um, so before I forget, I want to ask, how's the lady doing?
1: She's doing awesome. She's, uh, she's, uh, out chilling right now. Uh, she was crying a little bit earlier, so <laughs> she needed to go out back and, and take a nap, but no, she's doing yeah. great. Um, let's see, she's about 15, 16 months old now. Yep. 15, so a little over a year, still very much a puppy, uh, still super playful, but she's, we've been super lucky. She's an awesome dog.
0: Yeah. Right around the time you got her, my in-laws got, uh, the same breed, same same little puppy and they they live with us part-time so yeah they are a very fun very loving and loyal uh, breed but uh, they have a unique personality my in-laws dog Stella she doesn't bark but she she we say she talks she has this little whimper and
1: whine where Uh um, she gets your attention all the time (laughs) yeah that's funny she definitely has a lot of personality and she's um she kind of dominates the room. Like, uh, she's not the alpha as far as, you know, right. trying to just kind of make a point, but as far as getting your attention, she's, she's the, she's the leader there for yeah. sure. It's it, hilarious, but, um, it, you know, it doesn't matter if the dogs, the other dogs are 200 pounds. So just go right up to it. And just yeah. paw on it. Like, you want to play? And it's, it's yeah, cute.
0: But. Absolutely. So I have to ask what made you settle on the golden doodle breed?
1: Um, well, we, I like dog before I had a home of my own dogs sat a lot and um, house sad and things like that and always wanted a dog. But just when I had an apartment, it just didn't make sense. Um, yep. I wanted, you know, so I waited until we had the backyard and, and all that good stuff. So once that happened, the first thing was get a dog. And the reason why we settled on that was after doing all the dog sitting, we, uh, we watched this dog that actually lived right next door to my sister who's been in like hockey journey and videos yep. and all that stuff and um dog sat and just fell in love with this dog. Like you said, just awesome, had a great personality, super smart, cute, loyal, all that. And we're like, all right, let's and uh, it just made it easy from there. So we went to the same breeder, everything, and um we had knock on wood. So she we've had her for about a little over a year, not one accident in the house, like just so smart. Yeah, you your something it sticks with her so doesn't shed which is awesome yeah got the allergies now uh it's weird like hit age 30 and like we all of a sudden i like am allergic to things i was never <laughs> in my whole life or, um pet dander is one of them so anyways yeah, yeah she's just been absolutely perfect
0: yeah. we got a full-size wiener dog and a french mastiff so yeah shedding oh. is a an issue in our house and it's yeah you the french Mastiff looks big and scary She's not the one you have to worry about. It's the little
1: that's, one. is <laughs> yeah, irrelevant with dogs sometimes. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah.
0: You know, I think the wiener dog looks at the French mass if it thinks that's the size she is. And the mass no, I, looks at the wiener dog. It thinks that's the size she is. That
1: makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, enough dog talk, right? We, we could probably talk all day. Um, But uh, you and I connected, gosh, close to two years ago, and I wrote a blog piece uh, about you, just a little bit about your background, you know, and you shared that you started skating when you were nine years old. Now, you mentioned a little bit earlier, you know, with uh, the Blackhawks, seeing how them winning helped grow hockey, you know, in Chicago and the Midwest, you know, and yeah, the Hawks were a thing in Chicago when I was growing up, and it was kind of a, uh, uh, a niche sport to play in Chicago. We had rinks, we had yeah. enough of them, but not like they have now. Um, and I, I know from having friends in St. Louis it was kind of the same thing down there, but a, a little more scarce. How does a kid in yeah. St. Louis start, you know, playing hockey at that time? What got you into it?
1: Um, yeah, you're actually right. It was, it was a lot real similar to how you described Chicago, just smaller. St. Louis is a smaller city. Yeah. Um, Like a lot of people were playing, but like you said, it was niche. What, what got me into it, I would if I had to just pinpoint one thing would be Brett Hall and him scoring, you know, fifty goals in fifty games, fifty yeah. goals and eight games, and, and I, I just wanted to score goals. That's all I wanted to do. So I think I started skating actually when I was about eight and then did like learn to play house league, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then by the tail end of it, I think it was like the last game I got the paths went my way and I was able to find a full-right glove and blocker, I think, from play against sports. And so I had my own my own myths with me and then I played goalie and then the rest was history. And then coincidentally, while I had that first game in goal, um saw Curtis Joseph and, and Belfort play each other at the old arena in St. Louis. And so like just seeing Eddie Beagle's mask and Cujo's yeah. mask setups like it was just, and I was right behind him. We, we won this raffle, so we were in the front row, which is like usually we were sitting up top in the nosebleeds. So to be that close and, and just see those guys, I was already in love with hockey because of Hall and because of a, a lot of guys. But that really made me fall in love with the position of goaltending. So I was like around nine years old then, and then just yep. put the pads on and never looked back.
0: Yeah, so I, you mentioned watching those two play and – they had some great battles back and forth. Anytime those two are facing each other, you knew it was going to be a great game. didn't matter if it was preseason, regular season, or postseason. I'll never forget my first Hawks game I got to go to. It was uh, the last year at the old Chicago Stadium, New Year's Eve. They were playing um, the Dallas Stars, and I was never so upset to see Jeff Hackett, walk out of the tunnel first because I knew that meant I didn't get to see Eddie Balfour play that night. I was like the first game I go to and he's the backup tonight.
1: (laughs) That's i I've had so many of those moments and, you know, uh, you respect all those guys. Oh, absolutely. But like when you have your heart set, especially when you're younger heart set on seeing somebody that, you know, the other guy plays, you're like, Oh, come on.
0: Yeah. You know, and Uh, I, I loved Hackett too. You know, he was still wearing the, uh, Cooper combo with the the i uh, dangler off of it. So, you know, he, he had a great look to him at the time. It, you know, one oh, that yeah. I tried emulating because I was wearing the you know hachik style helmet, but I wanted that dangler too to have that look and yeah, uh, just just didn't work with the hachik cage. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was hard
1: to pull off. But yeah, Hackett had good style, just like Eddie. I think he had uh, he had like Bond setups. Yeah for the most part, right?
0: Yeah. He had Vaughn. Right. And then at, when he went to Montreal, he went to Vic and finished up in Vic in Montreal and Boston. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah. But yeah, he had some great looking setups he had that beautiful mask with the headdress kind of, uh, yeah. Um, inspired.
1: Yeah. That was a beauty mask. That's one of the best. Oh, that's one of the best, uh, Blackhawks masks, I think all the time. And then yeah. somebody else more recently, is it, um, who did that? Someone did. I want to say like around 2010. I want to say did like a headdress as well.
0: Uh, I think it may have been wasn't t It may have been Ranta when he was with the Hawks.
1: Yeah, Ranta did. He did. I want to say someone yeah. did in between. Then. But anyway, that's a, that would yeah, be a no-brainer for me if I ever played. Yep, for the Hawks headdress yeah. on the mask that would look sad.
0: absolutely. Um, yeah. Although the Blackhawks, a lot of people think they're logos going to one day change because of the Native American imagery, but they have been very active with the Native American community. And yeah. uh, they've come out and said, you know, if, if you try wearing a headdress to a game, you're, you're not coming in. Uh, you know, they're really yeah. trying to respect the heritage and the culture uh, at the same time, which, which is good to see. So it, it makes me wonder from the uh, goalie mask standpoint, um, if that w- will be something the team tries to shy away from.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's an interesting topic. I think, see, I look at it from the sense of you're honoring them. Like if yeah. you put something on your mask, it's like to honor them. So yeah. I don't see how that could ever be disrespectful. Right. And I know, you know, that you get that, but um, hopefully the masses get that.
0: Yeah. Well, and I, I think the Blackhawks have really taken uh, the right approach uh, if there can be one in 2020 of including the Native American community. And they've done this for years without publicizing it and letting it be known that they are honoring, that it's not like Chief Wahoo. <laughs> you know, so I, I think the uh, the history of the name and the logo is not lost upon the Native American community. It's been embraced by them as well. Good.
1: Um, I mean, that's good to know. I mean, it's such a good-looking logo. And coming from a guy who's, you know, a lifelong blues fan... yeah. The Blue Note is my second or third favorite logo. Number one's the the Blackhawks logo. Yeah, I mean, like, it's like intimidating. So, for it to be your rival growing up, it's the perfect logo, I yeah.
0: think. But, yeah, from a pure design standpoint, one. it's amazing. And, you know, Murray Bannerman, when he had that mask, basically, well, where is it here on my bottle? When he had that mask, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. You know, yeah. with basically the logo come to life, it, it was just yeah. amazing. Um, in fact, when I first started skating, I went to Murray Bannerman's to learn to skate. So that that was kind of fun. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> um, I'd love to go to that.
0: You, you know, you, when you and I first connected, you said uh, you, you feel like you've been a goalie your whole life. And there's a lot of truth to that. There was the old uh, cartoon in Goalies World magazine where the doctor just delivers the baby and he's in full gear. And he says, congratulations, you've given birth to a goalie. Um, But when did you kind of get that bug? You know, you mentioned in that first year play and you were excited to get the pads. Was it something you were just itching from the get-go or what?
1: Yeah, and I did say it was kind of, I made it seem like it happened overnight. It didn't. Um, I was itching to get those pads all season long. But, you know, I want to say it was alphabetical order. And my last name beginning with a V, I was the last kid to get them. I, I can't remember, but I think that's, it was something like that. And um, I was itching to play goalie. I was itching to play to get the gear, go to the clinics, do all the yeah. things. And, you know, my parents just weren't having that. You know, it took took me a while to convince them to let me give it a try. And so once, you know, I was on that team where it's like, well, everyone plays goalie at some point, you know, I was yeah. kind of like, ha, I get my chance. And it's like, well, you got to wait till the very the last game of the season. And sure enough, like from what I remember, I was – for as lights out as a, you know, a newbie eight or nine yeah. year old kid can be. I felt like I was pretty lights out as far as like stopping a puck and being into it. And it's weird. I actually, I remember for sure. We, we lost one, nothing to the team that just smoked everyone all year. So it was kind of like a moral victory for us. We didn't get our right. butts. And I remember stopping a ton of shots and then just getting off the ice with just the biggest head ever and looking at my dad and be like, what now? Like, you know, and then, the other coaches were kind of like yeah I think I think this might be for him and yep. so I had them supporting it and then finally I think my dad is even like kind of like okay yeah because I, I was better at that than I was at the other positions I think at least from the get-go and um, I think even I think that moment sold it for him and so we went it could have been what seemed like the next day within that week we went and finally got all the gear and setups yeah. and started going on the ice and got signed up for all the clinics and things like that and then yeah the rest
0: is history. Yeah I remember when I first started playing so I I played baseball beforehand and I I wanted to be a catcher I just I loved being a catcher because one nobody else wanted to catch so I got to play every inning of every game Um, but there there was just something about putting on uh, the equipment I loved it and then uh, first year house tryouts they needed more goalies so they asked if anybody wanted to try it out and you know, they just had the gloves and a stick out there during tryouts. And of course my hand went up and, uh, as my dad tells the story, it was one of his uh, coworkers from the firehouse brought me over the gloves. And, uh, he said he, he knew right then and there, I was going to be a goalie. And yeah, that, that was all I needed, uh, was to try the gloves on. And it's like, all right, this is kind of fun. Uh, Yeah. Never went back, you know, and I, I think, uh, my association did it the right way. Every every team had two goalies. And if you weren't playing that game, you, you skated out. So I didn't get to play every game my first year. But yeah. the, next, the next year, we were short goalies. So I, I was the only one. It was, you better not get sick or hurt because we need to. <laughs> get... <laughs> uh, in fact, it was that second year, we entered a travel tournament in Pekin, Illinois, and played the Afton Americans from St. Louis. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, and, Again, they were just smoking everybody in the tournament, and um, I remember they beat us. But I kept it uh, to single digits, and the, the, they were pretty impressed that a house team was able to keep them to single digits. So, awesome! That, that, that was a fun tournament for many, many reasons. Uh, the, the knee hockey in the hallways primarily, and
1: oh, for uh, sure, knee hockey is such a huge part of those tournaments for sure. Yeah. Uh, After uh, was my big uh, childhood rivalry, by the way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, now I coach all those kids. And so, I mean, that rivalry's left my brain 25 yeah. years ago, but back when I was a little kid, that was, we were typically in second place they there in first place. So it was a big, pretty yep. big for us.
0: Yeah. I, I remember in that tournament, pretty much the whole team was in one kid's room. And, uh, one of the parents is walking by is like 12 pizzas are being delivered and they're like, what's going on here? And the kid goes, Oh, my dad left his card with me, so I ordered some pizzas. And so this parent went down to the pool where all the parents were hanging out and goes, "Uh, you know, your boy just ordered a couple pizzas for the team? And he goes, well, if they're all in the room, they can't be getting in trouble. It's okay. (laughs) Yeah, that that, that was an an expensive uh, day for him. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I got to get back to my notes here. So uh, I, I watched your movie, the hockey journey, and it was just, it was fantastic, but it, it got me Thank thinking, you ha- have you thought of a sequel in coming to yes. the let's play hockey expo here in Minnesota?
1: Oh, I would love to. So yes, we definitely, I would love to do a sequel um, right now. So it's, it's, you watch it at hockey com, and it's on yeah. the Vimeo platform. And right now we're waiting to get it on some, uh, some bigger platforms, uh, yep. some some more familiar ones, let's say. So that's that's supposed to happen here any day now. So fingers oh, crossed. amazing! But I would love to do Minnesota. I would love to do Toronto. I would love to do Helsinki. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it were up to me, if I could afford it, I'd do you know ten, fifteen. Make of it them a series. Kind of make it a series, or even like four or five part series. I think would be really cool and just help. Yep you know grow the game of hockey but um yeah thanks for watching it it was obviously a passion project for us and a lot lot of work a lot of time but um no regrets we're we're really proud of how it turned out hopefully hopefully more people end up seeing it when it's on those other platforms and yeah hopefully we can keep doing more but yeah minnesota and the hockey expo and the the state tournament yeah all the pond hockey that goes on there i mean you know it's it's called the state of hockey for a reason.
0: So absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've got the uh, backyard rink build in progress, and I'm hoping the neighbor gives me All a right. call saying, "Yeah, let's finish it up today." Um, but and then I look to my right outside the window, and half a block down, there's a pond that freezes over that the kids go skate on to. And That's um, awesome. yeah, the, the Let's Play Hockey Expo is something else. I've, I've been taking my son since he was three years old. He's now twelve. Um, okay.
1: So we've been there at the same time at some point, obviously we didn't know each other, but I I went, let's see, I haven't been in like four or five years, but I went like three or four years straight. Yeah. I want to say around like 2010, 2013 ish. But that's uh, when it was
0: still really good back when Bauer and CCM and East, when they all had a massive presence there. And I I missed those big booths because they had some cool stuff. Mm. Um, but I almost like that the big brands aren't there because you spend more time looking at the smaller brands and the smaller yeah. booths as well, which is fun.
1: Yeah. No, it's it's funny you bring that up because we were planning on being there at the last hockey expo. And there there's a there are a million setbacks that happened with us making that film, but thankfully we got through everything. But at the time we had another setback and it was you know, I, I was all ready to go, but it's like we can't go and promote a movie that's not even, you know, it's not even yeah. available. There's nowhere for anyone to see it at all. Yeah. So, it just kind of seems silly. So we had the we had to cancel last second, which which was a bummer. But yeah, I was gonna say I'd be in for sure this year, but with everything that's going on, I'm guessing that's not gonna be happening. Of course, uh, you know,
0: so, there's you know. I don't know in Minnesota. I think they might find a way to still have make it happen. you, okay. you know, I, yeah. I'm. I'm cautiously optimistic. I, I, My gut tells me it probably won't happen because they just shut down all youth sports for the next four weeks.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Yeah.
0: Typically, um, high school hockey, they start tryouts right after. Um, God, I got to remember, I, I used to coach at the high school level, but this was before my kids were born, so 13 years ago. I think it was right around Thanksgiving is when we started tryouts. So there, okay. there's a chance they could still get a season in if they, you know, maybe went a little longer into the spring. Okay. Um, well, I hope
1: they do. Yeah. High school hockey there obviously is phenomenal. Man. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Well, I,
0: I mean, you look at some of the guys in the NHL right now. I still remember watching TJ Oshie dominate the state tournament. Um, yeah. You know, and some other guys that are – in the uh pros. It's it's fun to watch and just the um the way it it takes over the state. I mean as you know having been here it's on network TV for mm-hmm. what is it, four or five days. Uh it's it's not an excused absence from school, but they don't mark it down either if you don't whether yeah. your school's in it or not, if you skip school to go to the state tournament, it's kind of an understood that that it's okay. Now, the last couple of years, my kid's school has been in it. So it hasn't uh, really been an issue saying, yeah, I'm taking my boy out of school on Friday to go to the expo. Uh, In fact, last year, their school won it. So that was exciting as well. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's it's one of those. uh, When I first came to school, started college and all my teammates from Minnesota were talking about the state tournament. All of us out state kids were like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. and then then we go and sit, come home from uh, skating because our season had ended already at that point, but we'd still go to the rink. We had a rink on campus. So we'd still skate every afternoon, and we'd come back, and here it is from, like, noon to 9 o'clock at night on network TV and just sitting there. The uh, best part of it was – Every time they went to commercial, they would go to a highlight from the previous year's tournament, and I forget who Hermantown was playing, but the guy comes in, makes a move on the goalie, slides it between his legs. That Hermantown goalie was now one of my teammates, and he was watching the games with us. So every time they went to commercial, we would just give him the business, going, "Oh, are you going to stop it this time, Nolesy? Ah, oh, no, it went in on you again. And oh, That's it was hilarious. getting upset. Um, yeah." That, 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 that was uh, a fun, fun state tournament to watch with him. Wow. And he probably state
1: tournament up there is awesome, man. Um, yeah. The hockey expo hockey day in Minnesota is really cool. I got yep. to be a part of that and, and like, well, see it firsthand. Yep. Um, the whole day event. It was, I want to say it was in a dine of the year. I can't remember where exactly, but it's outdoor game. And they had games, boys, girls, games, varsity, junior varsity all day. It was awesome.
0: Yeah. Really cool yeah. I've, I've uh, watched some of those games a couple years ago. Uh, my brother-in-law, one of his friends had a um, boot hockey tournament on his backyard pond on awesome. Hockey Day, Minnesota. So it was, you know, just kind of a round robin tournament. If your team wasn't playing now, he had an unfinished basement, which is really nice. Cause if you weren't playing, you could just keep all your stuff on, go into the basement, have a, a beverage or two while you were watching the Hockey Day games and, then go back out for your game. That that was a uh, long fun day.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Those were long fun days for sure. But uh, but still a lot of fun. Now, who won last year? Was it? It wasn't Eden Prairie, was it? Um,
0: What's the course? the state tournament or hockey? Yeah,
1: the, sorry, the state tournament.
0: Uh, so I forget who won the double A tournament. It may have been Eden Prairie. Um, the single A was Matamidai. Uh, okay. So that that, that much I remember.
1: Okay. Um, And that's the school your your kiddo goes to? Yeah,
0: Yeah. that's, that's where my kids go. So they they were pretty excited. A bunch of their friends were at the game. So, you know, and they they would uh, scan the crowd, saw quite a few familiar faces, which was fun. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. Uh, Something I've never told anybody. I, before my senior year of high school, I practiced, I went up live with a buddy for like two three weeks uh, me, a teammate and i did and we practiced with eden prairie okay whole time. and i was very close to going there and playing there my senior year oh really i, I don't have any regrets but when i was in my mid-20s you know and i was <laughs> going to those you know, the tournament and i saw the crowds and the atmosphere and the hockey itself and everything i was like huh maybe that would have been uh the right move at the time but anyway <laughs> it looked it looked pretty cool like i said no regrets but yeah it's, yes. it's on another level up there for sure and and hockey is is catching up here it's growing it's definitely you know more people are playing more people are passionate yeah. and the blues obviously help with their championship but you know it's minnesota's just on another level so it's well, pretty the- cool i get to visit there
0: the other thing we're seeing in St. Louis too is the blues alumni that have decided to call oh, St. Yeah. Louis home after they finish yeah. playing. And, you know, they're not just calling it home, but they're coaching and giving back yep. to the game as well, which I think That's, is yeah, really absolutely. helping the game grow there.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's that is a huge reason why all those kids are getting drafted. I mean, yep. some of them are the sons of those guys, right? Yeah. But the rest of them all, you know, had the fortune of playing for those guys. Like Hey, who taught you how to shot block? Al McGinnis. Hey, who taught you this? You know, Jeff mm-hmm. Brown. Who taught you this? Kelly Chase and Bruce Racine and all these all these guys that are, you know, involved, shock and, and just yep. coach. It's yep. crazy. And so now Andy McDonald's the head coach of a A Blues team and his son's a phenomenal player. And, you know, just the saga continues. So it's been <laughs> – We've been real spoiled as far as that goes um, that there are so many alums that mm-hmm. call St. Louis home and that they decide to give back and and coach their kids and other kids. And it's pretty cool. Jamal Mayers is another guy. Yeah. His kid is now, you know, I think he's only seven or eight, but like Jamal's a, a phenomenal coach too. And so I'm sure he's going to help a lot of kids out too. So it's, it's just cool to see. It really is.
0: Yeah. As, as a Hawks fan, I am a big Jamal Mayers fan. Oh, I and love that. Uh, yeah, I see him know, all the time now. Seeing what he does in the community too, and um, you know, it, again, 2020 and race relations and everything, and how he's really made efforts to you know show uh, kids of color that hey, this this is a game for you too. It's not just yeah. uh, you know a sport for white kids, and that that's uh, been really neat to see, and how that's Absolutely. been embraced as well.
1: Totally. Uh, yeah, he's got his children's book, I think. Yes. Yeah. What's the title? It's Hockey is for Me, I think, something yep. like that.
0: But, yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, as we talk about hockey in St. Louis, uh, what was in the water in the mid-90s in St. Louis for goaltenders? Because, I mean, we've got you. We've got Ben Bishop, uh, Mike McKenna, Goalie Gear Nerd. I mean, there's just four goalies right there that people know of. You know, there there yeah. are some... Quality goaltending. Was it the Racing Goalie Academy pumping you guys out, or what? Was um, no,
1: not yet. Actually, Bruce was still playing professional hockey. So the Racing Goalie Academy came into effect in two thousand six, two thousand five ish. So uh, Lindsey meadowbrook taught mm-hmm. all those guys, and then to add names, there's there's a guy named Charlie Effinger, uh Dan DeLeo. Those are two other names of, of really good goaltenders, and I, I'm sure I'm missing some names, but. Uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty cool that, you know, we, we were looked at as having, you know, big goals ending up there with like the Bostons and the Chicago's yeah. and the Minnesota's, you know, since it's such a small town. But Lindsey Middlebrook played in the NHL in the late 70s, early yeah. 80s, I believe. Um, and then he called St. Louis home because he played for St. Louis University, which Back when he played, was in the CCHA with Bowling Green, Michigan mm-hmm. Mission State, and all those schools. Back so was, when
0: um, University of Illinois Chicago had a uh, team. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, same. So, same fate. But, um, yeah, so anyhow, he had a, a school called Goaltending by Design. And, you know, all those guys that you and I just named were always there. And eventually McKenna and I were, you know, his coaches and and his, like, sidekick. So I actually started coaching goalies when I was – probably like 14, 15 years old and uh, I never thought it, it would uh, pay the bills with, along <laughs> with like YouTube videos. But yeah, uh, here we are no <laughs> complaints. It's been a fun ride.
0: You know, I, I think back to when you and I started and the, there wasn't much outside of going to a goalie school or finding the odd book published in the 70s at the school library. There wasn't much for us. So now I look at kids today and just wow. YouTube videos they have available to them, things like In Goal Magazine, uh, oh, yeah. and, and the number of goalie schools they have available to them now compared to, you know, I, I don't know what it was like in St. Louis, but there there were only a very select few in Chicago, and most of them were, it's one week in the summer and that's it.
1: Yeah, do um, Gould from Chicago would come down yeah. in St. Louis sometimes, and then... Lindsay had his thing, and that was really about it. And Gould wasn't in Chicago, or sorry, it wasn't in St. Louis regularly. So, yeah, yeah, um, I actually went to uh, Miami of Ohio camps Mm -hmm. when I was like 10, 11, 12, and worked with Mitch Korn. And so, when I was a kid, um, I was a little, uh, I don't know, like a little timid, (laughs) but like a little intimidated by him just because he was a little different than um, my coaches. But then, like, once I saw what he saw, once I started to figure out the position and, like, understand it and actually become a goalie, then everything he said made perfect sense to me. And I yeah. saw him completely differently. And then, um, But, you know, when I first went to him, I was clueless. I, I had, you know, a senior stick and, you know, all these things that I was doing wrong and all that. And so, you know, he, he made sure to let me know. And at first, I'm like, who is this guy? And then <laughs> it took long for me to realize how knowledgeable he was. And, you know, right. and I mean, like within that day or that next day I'm at that camp. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's right. Okay. Yeah, I get it. So um, yeah, that I would say I learned a great deal from him. But yes, and I don't know, I know Bishop went to Lindsay Meadowbrook and I know McKenna did. And I know those other guys did. Um, but yeah, like like you said, when we were kids there wasn't a lot. It was you'd watch a tape that could have been six years old. Yeah. You know, and could have had skate saves in it or whatever. So you'd like fast forward through that part and you'd watch the other stuff about angles or whatever. And you feel like you just kind of like revamped your game. Like it it was just weird looking back at how different it was. And now you have all this information at your fingertips. You can Ingol magazine has pro reads where you can, you know, for like three bucks a month and you could watch these NHL professional goaltenders.
0: Yeah, they're they're best in the
1: world. Yeah, talk about dissect games and you can learn so much. And so yeah, I I make sure to remind the kids I coach how lucky they are to have all this and how lucky they're to have goalie coaches and ice and fancy gear and all that
0: so i remember one year for christmas my mom and dad got me uh popa goaltending vhs tapes
1: um oh, I was, oh, yes.
0: oh I was all over it. but when i turned him on i mean he's just sitting there in front of probably a camcorder he set up himself with a very monotone voice he's like and this is what you do next and it, like you go back yeah. and it's like god this is terrible to watch but like I was glued to it and, you know, followed it to a T uh, yeah. and I had them up until recently. You know, last time I cleaned out the garage, I finally got rid of them just cause I haven't had a VCR in 15 years to play them. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it was like, that, that was all we had. Now I was pretty fortunate. My first year um, playing house league hockey, uh, th- there was a AHL goalie by the name of Darren McCluskey, who his career had ended And he was trying to start a goalie school, so he he wound up going on to start the uh, Greater Chicago Goalie School, but he wanted to just build up uh, a reputation, so he came to our association and said, "If if you can get the ice, I'll do a weekly clinic for all of your goalies. And so the very first year I started, I actually had decent instruction on the basics. And then every summer, instead of it being a week in the summer, it was one day, Every one to two days every week for the whole summer, going to see Darren and do dry land and on ice and all that fun
1: stuff. That's awesome. And I mean, nowadays and even back then, back then especially, like you, you get that private private lesson or that clinic or whatever it was. You had to you had to remind yourself like what you learned. You know, like the next day you stepped on the ice, it'd be like okay. You know, I gotta work on this, this, and this, and you know, I gotta tap my folks come out to here, and you had to really think about all the lessons you learned and try to like reinforce it on yep. your own. And I try to remind these kids, I'm like, you guys have lessons like every day, like you know, and it's it's so obvious to see like what kids like think about it. You know, yeah. they don't just go through the motions; they're actually like, thinking about it, actually trying to apply it. And those kids get better, and the ones yep. who just kind of take in one ear out the other and just kind of go through the motions like you know they don't get better so well, that kind of applies to that whole thing but
0: what's funny is when you and I were young goalies too like coaches even USA Hockey wasn't advocating for practice plans to include stuff for the goalies right they just thought you're shooting at the goalie that's practice yeah uh, so time, right? yeah the coaches truly didn't understand goaltending and there were Times where the coach comes up to me in a practice, he's like I want you to try doing this, and I would look at him, you know, as a squirt and be like, "No, that's not what the goalie coach told me this week." And then yeah. he was like, well, "What do you mean?" And I had to explain to him what I'm supposed to be doing. And fi- finally, that particular coach, Mr. Marzell, he was just like, "All right, I'm going to leave you be because you're clearly getting goalie coaching." So, yeah. Um, but it, they that era, those coaches came from a time when they were kids always played stand-up and I had a coach literally tell me don't go down stay on your feet and it's like "Eh, the game's a little bit different now I'm gonna go down and to the butterfly and my 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 game was a little more a mix between Cujo and Hashik and that I was all over the place so for an older coach like that it it was a little hard to swallow (laughs) probably
1: probably a little tough in his heart too but yeah. No, it's 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 funny you say that because now that I, I coach goalies and so sometimes you go to practices and it it's really fascinating to me because some head coaches who have never played the position never had a kid who did or anything yeah. like every now and then like they get it and they see it and they you know they know what to say they know whether it be the terminology or just what to look for and you're like it impresses me and it's happening yeah. more and more because they actually. They, they see the importance and they study the whole game instead of just everything but the goaltender. And then there's still those coaches who are just like, I even talk to the goalies. I say hi to them. I tell them good yeah. game. And that's it. You know? Yeah. And you're like, they're like, I don't, I don't, you guys do whatever you do. Take them McDonald's for all I care. Just, they're <laughs> yours for the hour kind of thing. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's just funny. But I think as we go forward, most of these younger, more innovative coaches, they, they kind of, they see what they see on the NHL. And it's like, kind of going back to what you just said it's less like having that classic style and it's more about you know technique and yep. so everyone's playing a similar way and I think you know if you study the game at the high levels and you know you know what to look for with the goalies and a lot of these younger coaches are seeing it that way
0: yeah or just these
1: high level coaches it doesn't really matter how old they are but
0: yeah I, I had to laugh when I was coaching at the high school level the goalies would do certain things in games and the head coach would just get so upset and he'd look at me he's like why is he doing that and I would look back at him sometimes angry because we'd had this discussion before the game is like because that's what they're supposed to do you yeah. know and he's like you want to I defend
1: don't... your teammate right like yeah. you want to defend your buddy and,
0: and yeah he I was like but I, I don't like that and the one day I said I don't care <laughs> <laughs> like you don't have to like it I don't like the power play you're running but I'm not telling you how to run the power play, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but we had a decent working relationship. So it worked out. <laughs> um, Funny. so I, I want to get back to your hockey journey movie. It, it, it was fun. You know, you bring this certain kind of dry, sarcastic humor, uh, to your videos, which is just awesome. Uh, but when, when <laughs> you're new you, when your nephew was on talking about, um, you know, how he wants to be, you know, a goalie as he grows up, uh, he got a little cocky. Uh, he said he, he wants to be like you, but better. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hoping the next time you are on the ice with them, you lit him up or, you know, buzzed one by the tower or something.
1: It's actually funny. That was unprovoked. And <laughs> I was, I was, talking to the other one about hey this is what we're gonna you know trying to like prepare the other one and so I just look over and uh my cameraman Dave is just like red face cracking up I'm like wait what do you say he's like you'll see and so I didn't see that live I saw that later on and I was like oh is that right but he was so camera shy which is not even his personality at all so yeah you see him all like shy like that and just kind of saying what he said I thought was hysterical but um no he's actually he's he's pretty good he just needs to figure out like the whole putting it together focus wise and yeah he slowly is I mean he's only nine or he's 10 now but yeah that that part's coming together and um you know once he really figures that out and really dials in like the kids you know I wouldn't say this to him and kids his age don't listen to podcasts so I think we're okay but (laughs) yeah pretty good um, but yeah, it's, it's been fun to be on the ice with him, but yeah, when he does get overconfident, um, I don't know where he gets that from. <laughs> I, I, I gotta take him down a peg or two and, you know, yeah. score yeah. a few goals. So yeah. Put him in place. It's yeah.
0: That one, when I saw it, I was like, Oh my God, that, that was spot on. Perfect. Oh, yeah. I loved
1: it. I loved it. Like yeah. if someone's asked like, Oh man, did that burn? I'm like, no, I go, he, he should want to make it to the NHL, like, yeah, you know, I don't want my nephew aspiring to be in the BHL like.
0: Yeah. I, I, just, I want to be like him, but better. Uh, yeah. it, it, the, the delivery was just so perfect, perfect. Uh, you know, he was dead
1: serious. Yeah. And, <laughs> dead you know
0: if he, if he doesn't make it to the NHL, he, he might have a career in YouTube videos.: <laughs> uh,
1: I definitely won't tell him that.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because kids kids in social media and everything these days he, yeah um yeah. Oh,
1: I know. There,
0: there was another part of the the movie where I, the light bulb kind of went on for me you were talking about how you started the kickstarter campaign to help fund the project because a project mm-hmm. like that there's a lot more to it than i think people would uh understand yeah. and yeah. that that doesn't come for free, you know. We all have friends that can help us out, but at some point, there's that tipping point where they're like, "I, I need a little something here." It's getting into my day job. Uh, but you, you said you started the Kickstarter, not KickSaver, and and I just kind of mm-hmm. went, "Hmm, well, what if there was a KickSaver crowdfunding for goaltenders? Uh, because goalie, goalie equipment isn't isn't yeah. cheap. Uh, th- there might be a an idea there. <laughs>
1: yeah." That's not a bad idea. Um, yeah. I mean, heck if, if we can do more of these, I'd love to be in a position to put some kind of, you know, something like that together. I know uh, the goalie guild, I want to say does, um, you know, the gear scholarships and things like that.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I, I was just thinking that at the same time, I was going to bring up Justin and his, uh, gear stuff that he's able to do where, and some of it is just somebody is done with the equipment and they send it in and, yeah. uh, or it's like, where, where can I send it? And that, that's been great. But I'm thinking of almost like that beer leaguer, like myself, who's like, yeah, I want new stuff, but this is expensive. Um, and I, For like your
1: teammates, maybe? your Yes, yeah, exactly.
0: Up. You know, because I, I mean, you've, you've seen my stuff. I'm skating with some pretty old equipment. Uh, I, I was on, on the ice the one time with a bunch of high school kids last year. And I looked around, I'm like, equipment's older than everybody out here except for the coach and myself
1: <laughs> you
0: know as long um, as it
1: protects though, that's all that really matters but right like, it, it, it does makes such a difference it really it, like you can slide you can seal up to the ice. like it it does make it easier it's wild yeah
0: i actually got a phone call two days ago from uh one of my buddies up here who runs a goalie school ryan s um okay and he goes uh i know you're thinking of getting new equipment the wild are about to have their garage sale and i know some folks over there so i can get in there ahead of time because they got a bunch of ale stuff it's a thousand dollars for a set and i'm like that's not bad. bad well do i want to or not and so i was kind of going back and forth with them i was like that that's a really good deal um I said, but if I'm gonna get another set, I want to go full on custom for me because I know it's gonna be my last set.
1: Right? Um,
0: yeah. He's like, go well, yeah. yeah. He's like, well, I just bought four sets, so if you change your mind, let me know. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I, I know you, I know L. You guys are about the same height. You, you kind of like the same specs. It's like it, it was pretty darn tempting. I'll tell you that much. <laughs>
1: yeah, I can I, see you in a lock spec. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, Blues have their equipment sales, and I used to when I had no money go and just drool over the pads, and I had won them, but it just like it'd be like Brian Elliott or Ben, Ben, you know the eyes yeah. you know the size didn't make sense. But now uh, Bennington, who, Benning, he's only an inch taller than I am, so his okay. pads they fit fine. Yeah, and just you know Benner being Stanley Cup champ, being the dude he was, like I saw his setup for sale. I'm like, I wish I just. You know, like if I absolutely had to, sure. But I wish I could just be like, you know, I'm gonna buy that just to have it. Just be like, yeah, a thin CCM setup. And it wasn't the Stanley Cup one. I highly doubt. But the color scheme was the exact same. right. It looked the exact same setup. No one would know, except right. maybe going, you're your nerd. Of course, he knows everything. But uh, yeah, he he would. Uh, yeah, he totally would.
0: Yeah, he'd be like, that, that's uh, from uh, games forty-two
1: to <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, uh, he's the man. He's great. We'll talk about him in a second. But yeah, it's just like I, I'm like I wish I could just buy yeah. that stuff and just have a bar with all these cool NHL pads and setup. So there are times
0: there. where, on you know, some of the Facebook groups I follow, it's like, where do people come up with the money to have that? many sets in their garage and just don't wear them they don't have them set out at you know in the man cave or yeah. right? anything. it's like i i get enjoying this stuff but there, there's a line somewhere and i, I, I yeah. don't get it but, yeah uh, yeah but it's, their
1: own. it's i admired it i just uh, yeah i have a decent collection but um yeah it's nowhere near what i want it to be but yeah same yeah hope, hope to get hope to get you know I got a couple of ideas. So I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So hopefully I'll come to fruition here
0: soon. Yeah. You know, for the equipment, I just said, you know, rather than pying away and wish I could have, you know, somebody's game-worn stuff, I just cre- built a uh, – during COVID, I built a pro-style locker for the garage to hang my stuff on. So, it's like at least it looks cool out there. It's not just sitting on a few hooks. It's yeah. Like walking into the locker room in college where everything's hanging up nice and – uh I still have my nameplates from college. So I put one of them on the, on the locker stall and that's awesome. Yeah. My, my wife picked on me a little bit for it. She's like, really? You, you had to put your nameplate on there. It's like, well, yeah, why wouldn't I? <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. yeah so you, well, you, you mentioned uh goalie gear nerd. Uh, I, I talked to him previously. In fact, that episode launched this week and yeah, he, he's a really cool guy. Um, he brought up the gunzo catalogs and how he like walking around with those. Like that's where I got yeah. one of my first sets of equipment was up at gunzo's and gunzo's. Yeah. I think he was a little bit jealous.
1: <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah, yeah. We had, we had like a, a carousel of hockey shops. Um, and, uh, yeah, it wasn't like Chicago. I mean, like we talked about earlier, but, uh, Hey, yeah, we only so,
0: had gunzos at that point in time. So we had to, like, if I needed equipment, it was, we had to plan the day out because they were up on the north side. There, There's a few more now. There's Jerry's. Uh, there was Hockey Unlimited for a while that uh, Goalie Gear Nerd and I talked about. Lucky for me, Hockey Unlimited was right across from Southwest Ice Arena where I skated. And sure. they catered to goaltenders. In fact, they white-labeled a line for a while called Ice Gear that, goalie gear nerd had posted a picture of the stuff he's like anybody know anything about this i was like oh i actually do okay I, I knew the guy that had it and because i remember asking him questions about it uh he was always trying to push it on everybody that came into the store but his his uh saying was if you look good that's all that matters it doesn't matter how good you play as long as you look good
1: pretty sure i've said that on youtube before at one point yeah
0: know.
1: that's hilarious
0: yeah um, yeah
1: he's he's awesome i mean it's funny like i i thought i thought i knew a lot about goalie gear right i still do and you know if you could if you want to rattle off a random in a year i get i'm pretty confident there's a good chance i could tell you like what they wore and what their color scheme was yeah stuff, but go gear nerds like an encyclopedia that's like a whole nother level of of knowledge and intelligence that it's it's awesome to talk to because, you know, you learn a great deal. And and sometimes it's like things I forgot he will, will remind me of. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Now I remember. I, I knew that. I just I forgot it. But it was back there somewhere.
0: But yeah, he, he was like an
1: encyclopedia. He
0: was a fun conversation to have, absolutely. And uh, I told him when I finally do order a new set of equipment, I'm coming to him to ask about proper specs for my style, my like, because I haven't bought any since the 1900s. So I'm going to need help.
1: Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I want to be mindful Thank Thank of you. time here. Um, so I'll, I'll ask just a few quick questions before I get in my rapid fire. Um, okay. in, in your movie, you, you talk about center ice brewing and, and I have to ask, cause I'm a craft beer aficionado. Um, how good is their beer? Because I keep seeing it and from a, a hockey fan standpoint i'm like i need to have their beer but they don't sell it here in minnesota so i gotta know how good is it
1: it's delicious <laughs> if you're in st louis you, you it's a must for a hockey guy like you it's an absolute yeah. must steve is uh he's one of the hardest working most passionate people i've ever met and uh you taste it in the beer and just the atmosphere of, of yeah that, of this place it, it's pretty cool it, it just it really sucks now because of covid everything shut yeah. down so he's still selling beer at center ice brewery. They do their, um,
0: third growlers and stuff. Yeah.
1: growlers and all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, um, all that, but yeah, you can't go in and watch a game anymore, but yeah. Uh, and not that Americans on, but they do reruns and things like that. But yeah, it's, it's delicious. I personally like the arena lager. Yeah. Um, personally, that's my favorite. But um, I like more of a lager, more of a golden ale kind of guy. But, you know.
0: That's a great post-game beer style, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's usually, it's usually post-game is when I'm, you know, having that. So um, the first time we met with Steve, he had us before that, like a year before it opened. And at, at that point, he had just had a successful Kickstarter campaign. And it was still just a big idea. And everything was just empty, dirty, yeah. just about the building and he had samples, and I had a sample of all of his beers, and I had to take an Uber home. I was like, <laughs> this is so strong, dude. Like, yes. I, can't, I can't drive home, and I only had like four of them, so I was like, well, I'll have a couple more, and then just Uber home, but it's, it's strong, um, but yeah, it was delicious, though. I loved it. Yeah, and
0: I, I've probably followed him on social media from when he first got on there, so I've just by sitting here going, why can't you distribute to Minnesota? That stuff would sell like hotcakes up here, you know. He yeah. might, might have to change the coloring on the cans from, you know, <laughs> for the
1: arena logger, yeah,
0: yeah, to to something a little more red and green for wild fans, or even go North Stars colors, and then then it'll sell for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm gonna skip these uh, other questions and just get right into the rapid fire ones here. All right what is the craziest coaching moment that uh, you've had during uh, your time in hockey? And it could be something you, you blew up, a uh, coach went crazy on you guys or what?
1: Uh, I had a coach, I'm not going to name it, name his name, but he played in the NHL and his brother was an NHL coach for a very long time. He chucked a full Gatorade bottle at my head during <laughs> intermissions. Just, just smoked me. Like I wasn't even looking and it obviously hurt. And, uh, I was having a bad, I wasn't having a good game. And he goes, well, you can stop that. And I was just like, (laughs) and I'm looking around like, and I just joined this team like, you know, a month later. And I didn't really have any close friends. So that was super foreign to me. And I'm just looking around, like, I I didn't know what to do. I was so embarrassed and in pain. because I just got smoked in the face of the full Gatorade bottle. (laughs) Um, it did not help me play any better. I can tell you that no. much. <laughs> it didn't <laughs> play any better. He, I am pretty sure he yanked me after the next goal. Um, but I reset the next game, but yeah, it was, uh, that was probably one of my worst moments with a coach. And I'm pretty sure I said a couple things afterwards uh, that i not like to repeat. But.
0: That reminds me of, uh, one of my favorite, it's the crazy, one of the craziest, but so one of my favorite coaching moments, it was freshman year, state playoffs. So in Illinois, they have a state playoffs for JV hockey as well, which is awesome. Uh, state playoffs, and the refs were just not great that night. And our coach was getting pretty frustrated. And uh, he may have said a few choice words to him, and they threw him out of the game. So he throws his clipboard while it hits one of my buddies right on the head and breaks in two. Now he's got a helmet up everything so that that was fine but then the coach at the rink we're playing at st spectrum right off the benches had these stairs and he just and they it's not like he could go upstairs it was just stairs to a door that was always locked so he's pounding up these stairs and they were metal stairs so it's echoing throughout the arena and he sits at the top and just arms (laughs) arms crossed and everything's until the game's over and then he comes in he was studying his PhD at psychology at the time too. So after the game, he walks into the locker room and at St. Spectrum, they had the tiniest stinkiest locker rooms and uh, he, he walks up and he goes, all right, fellas in case your mom and dad ask what exactly it is. I said to the referee and, and they didn't hear for some reason. Cause I thought I was pretty loud. I said, you got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> and well, because of the uh, broken clipboard, my teammate whose head it broke over, um, he took up a collection for the end-of-the-year banquet, and we bought the coach a new clipboard. <laughs> so, and the, the three of us still keep in touch to this day, and I, I forget who it was, Link Kiffin just threw a clipboard or something and broke it at a game. Well, my coach is the one that texted us the story. He goes, a coach after my own heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, hilarious. so we, we've had fun with that one. Yeah, it's, a, it's a passionate game.
1: Coaches get heated.
0: You know, so yes, I, It happens. Oh, When I was coaching, you know, at the high school level in Minnesota, the referees come up, introduce themselves to everybody beforehand. And I would look at them and I would say, now, just so you know, it's in my job description. I'm supposed to pick on you and yell at you throughout the whole game. So it's nothing personal. It's just something I'm supposed to do. And that got a laugh out of them, broke the ice a little bit. So that when things yeah. did get a little heated, it, there was a little grace. <laughs>
1: um yeah, it's so, always good to have those guys on your side at the yeah. BHL, i i started my young career in the BHL, and it was like a heated game or whatever i'd bark at the refs and then it took a few years for me to wise it up and learn i want those guys on my side so i learned to just keep my mouth shut thank them when appropriately ask them how they're doing how their days go and it goes a long way you actually feel like i got some calls but
0: yep yeah. yeah you know it, it's funny when i was um at that greater Chicago goaltending school, as I was talking about, uh, one of the guys that was shooting on us all the time, uh, there were the two brothers, the Schmuck Brothers. And they oh, were both the Schmuck Brothers. Schmuck Brothers. Schmuck Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and we, we had some colorful nicknames for them because of that. Well, it was actually Schmuck, but everybody just called them the Schmucks. Uh, oh, sure. <laughs> um, but they were both referees, too. And they just kind of let us know, like, hey, be nice to the referee. Always pick up the puck for him. Joke around with him because that's going to get you the quicker whistles. That's going to get you the benefit of the doubt. Uh, And that uh, that sunk in real quick with me. And just for whatever reason, they did a lot of coaching at the high school level. And so they coached a lot of my – freshman, sophomore year, high school games, which was really fun because if I wasn't playing, they would skate by the bench and toss me Jolly Ranchers because they were always eating Jolly Ranchers during the game. But I I always got the quicker whistles. And there was one game, some kid was just hacking at my pads, always going for the extra whack after the whistle. And finally, right at the end of the second period, he was in my way screening me and I took my sick and just cross-checked him in the back, knocked him over. And no whistle, and he's skating away, you know, come on, you need to call that, and their coach is yeah. going berserk, and Martius looks at him, he goes, you've been giving him shit the whole game, and I haven't called it on you. Now he got back at you, and now it's fair. And their coach, he goes, works for me, and th- this kid was still, this kid was still going, so he wound up getting a two-minute uh, penalty for unsportsmanlike, because it's like, I-, I gave you the opportunity to let it be there, and you
1: kept going. Uh, That's yeah, it's, it's good to have the refs on your side. One of my childhood buddies, his name's Jeff, his dad was a ref. His dad's name was Phil, awesome guy. And he ref like, he was the head ref in Missouri for a long time, like high school, you name Yeah. It. And when kids would get under his skin, you know, he was friend, we were family friends. And it's not like, you know, we got, like, blown calls or anything, like yeah. you know, like you call the game our way or anything like that. But he'd skate by and be like, KDG, number 17, I can't stand that kid. If you whack him once or twice, <laughs> I'm like, all right, like back of the leg. He's like, sure. I'm like, all right, cool. Thanks, Bill. And then uh, of course I make sure I got that kid as soon as I got yeah. a chance. So. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it, was, it was funny. He, and then he couldn't fist bump me, but he'd like skate by and kind of give me a wink or say something. I don't know. Guy was still as an absolute beauty, but yeah, it's, it's good to have the rest on your side. If anyone younger is listening, be respectful absolutely. first and foremost, respect yep. people who are there helping you play the game, but it uh, doesn't hurt to be a little extra nice either.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, they're, they're the ones that are going to give you that early whistle or wave yeah. it off if they agree with you. Um, exactly. there, there's been a few times in the beer leagues where we only have the one referee and they blow the whistle and the puck kind of squeaks a little bit behind me, but because I pull it back before they can come and look, they know it went in, but they're like, ah, by the time I, I, it was not over the line when I looked at it, yeah. you know it's just be nice to him he, he get, goes a long way so moving along what's your favorite all-time goalie mask
1: oh gosh
0: oh so I many of them know.
1: i know oh man <laughs> Popfin or cujo uh with Toronto, of course was yeah. i really loved that one and then i love cujo's uh the simple one before the dog i love the dog Yeah, like just the trumpets with the the musical notes and uh, just real, real simple, clean look. Brian Elliott redid it very nicely. Yeah.
0: See, when I think of Cujo, that's the mask I think of because that's that's when he, um, which is also why I hate it because he was a pox killer when he wore that thing, but it's a beautiful mask. It's definitely a great one.
1: Yeah. about it those two uh, from like my, from our modern yeah. era, I would have to say those two, but you know, I,
0: there were very
1: few that I didn't love.
0: Yeah, so it, exactly. I, I had the conversation with my high school art teacher and cause every single project I did, I incorporated some kind of goalie mask into it. And she's like, enough is enough. It's like, no, you need to look at these things. Like they are works of art. And I, I got her to come around and she's like, Okay, I'll allow it. Uh, so, <laughs> That's awesome. yeah, they're 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 crazy. Um, what's your favorite rink that you've played at?
1: Oh man, uh, can I say Bush Stadium? Yeah, not a rink. I mean, it was when I was there that, for three weeks. That's got to be the coolest.
0: I I wouldn't go with a, a dump like that, but you can. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, if we get to skate at Wrigley, that'd be that'd be yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, I actually had tickets to the Winter Classic there. Uh, crazy story. So my dad was uh, a season ticket holder for the Hawks at that point. So he could have gotten tickets, but he, he split them with a buddy of his. Okay. And so his, they made an agreement, his buddy was going to get their Winter Classic tickets because he was taking his daughter. <laughs> and they came out and they said, we're releasing so many more tickets. So I'm up here in Minnesota. My dad's in Chicago and the neighbor is in Chicago, all trying to get into the virtual waiting room for uh, Ticketmaster because all three of us wanted tickets. They couldn't get in because there were so many people in from Chicago IP addresses getting in. I got in three times and got three different single tickets because we said we don't have to sit together. We don't care. So I got three tickets uh, and I was going to go but it was going to be the first new year's in two years that my wife wasn't pregnant. Cause our kids are 15 months apart. And she's like, you're yeah. going to, you're going to go into Chicago on new year's really. And I was like, okay. So I sold my ticket at face value. I was able to get my money back. Um, but we had the understanding during the game I was to be left alone. I was downstairs watching it on the TV. Um, now my son, he was just a little guy that he was a baby and, he didn't leave me alone. He wanted to be held and rocked and everything. So I hit him in the baby Bjorn, bounce him back and forth, watching the yeah. game. Uh, but, yeah, that, that would have been an awesome place to play at for sure. Yeah, um, it's, it's
1: there's a, a lot of cool rings um, playing down at uh, Keel Center, then Sabbath Center, Scott Trade yeah. and Al- Enterprise. Uh, that's always pretty cool. It just, you know, you look up, it has that NHL look and feel because it's an NHL arena. Yep. But, you know, that echo, because it's, you know, obviously I, it wasn't full when I played there. Yeah. At, and the that, heat like, and the lights. With, yeah. The lights. Just, it, you know, that anytime you're in an NHL arena, it feels really cool. Yeah. For, for a guy who doesn't play in the NHL. Yeah. So.
0: Well, even last year, I skated at uh, Mariucci Arena at the University of Minnesota. And that's a pretty cool barn to skate in, too. Yes.
1: I've never skated there, but I've been there and it's, yeah. it's beautiful. Uh, Yoast as yep. well. I got to skate there a bunch. Um, that was really cool yeah
0: um all right moving along what's your favorite stick that you've ever used
1: um ever or growing up
0: i would say ever
1: ever um the composite sticks are just now like i like those now the mm-hmm. ones i've been using in the last couple of years they're super nice um but when I think all time, there's one stick that I actually used for a really long period of my playing career. And I would say that that'd be the Sherwood 9950s foam yep. core. Um, when the foam core first came out, I just I loved the balanced feel. It was light, but you know, it still had a little bit of weight to it. Yep. And you know, you didn't get any stingers because the foam absorbed it. And I just I just loved it. And so I used those for, I don't even know, a good five, seven years and as a full right goalie i was so limited on what i yeah. find that those sherwood ninety nine fifties for whatever reason they just they had those in a heel curve it's like they knew i'd buy them but <laughs> i go to the store and they were that i was the i have been the only kid buying them but um i love those things so yeah uh, probably I, though even though the, the composites now are, are incredible yeah. um,
0: i know I a lot of people that loved those sherwood sticks i was a christian guy i loved the christian sticks mm-hmm. um but my favorite stick is still the Cooper or Cooper Bauer, depending on what year you bought it, the reactor five. I just nice. loved yep. that stick. That was a great I level. love that whole
1: line. I had yeah. the I had the pads and um, I didn't get them until like junior year yeah. of high school and they're pads I wanted for a really long yeah. time. They're Coopers.
0: Belfour's uh, look with the black and white. I mean that that's on my phone case is yeah. that, that so is,
1: I had, yeah, I had those in all white and uh, they look pretty sharp.
0: That Belfour setup is my all-time favorite looking setup. Like, if if I had the money to get the Bauer Digiprint, that's what I would do. Is that yeah. Belfour look? Yeah. Um, yeah. That that you're right. That line. I think every goalie from that era, like there's there's a special place in their heart for that line because so many goalies wore it. Oh right. um, yeah.
1: Bill for hobby, bowling,
0: yeah, a ton, yeah, uh, oh, yeah. So, in fact, I was talking to Kelly Rudy, and I mentioned that was my favorite stick. He's like, "Hey, I use that stick, and uh, I, I wore that stuff for a while too." Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, good stuff. It was awesome. So, what's your favorite youth
1: hockey memory? Um, shoot, I'm I'm really fortunate. I got I just had like four or five shoot through my brain and they all involve tournaments winning tournaments really so uh won silver sticks as a kid Oh, that's a good tournament, you know and um there's this one tournament we were in one time in peoria illinois so it's kind of sort of near you that um called the snowball shootout and we ended up winning in a shootout and uh, and on a snowy day, which is just kind of like cheesy coincidence, but (laughs) something I'll never forget. And, you know, being the goalie who gets piled on at the end is, it's one of the best feelings ever. So yeah, yeah. Anytime winning like a tournament or winning a shootout was, was always really cool.
0: Yep. Absolutely. What's the best chirp you've heard?
1: (laughs) Um, I will, I've heard a lot of good ones, but one I've gotten lately, um, I made like a really lucky save, like one of those days where like it just yeah. hit hard, and he, I kind of laughed because I, I I was like I was beat you beat me just lucky save, and the guy skates by and he goes deadpan he goes you know put that in your YouTube videos and, was, <laughs> and like he probably wasn't much of a fan, but I thought it was hilarious. I laughed. I mean I don't think he I don't think he laughed I and mean, he was frustrated at the time, but I thought it was pretty pretty sure.
0: That's great. Yeah, you know, I, I put the camera up behind my net and do some of my highlights. And it's funny because now my teammates after games would be like, that one going in the video? Uh, and one of our first games of the season, we, we got a fellow on our team, junior, and he never played organized hockey. Um, if anybody came out to the rink, they would look at him and say, oh, he's an ankle bender. But you know what he has is hockey smarts. Uh, He's one of my favorite defensemen to have on the ice because he might not look pretty out there, but he makes the right decisions on odd man rushes and covering his guy in front of the net. Well, we're we're down by a goal late in the game. So I'm pulled. It's off the face off and he pucks coming right to him. He makes some kind of goofy transition, falls flat on his backside. The other guy just gets the puck, skates it down for the easy empty net goal. And, uh, I usually don't put those things in the uh, the videos, but he, we get to the locker room. He goes, "I hope that's going in the vid- in the next <laughs> one." And, and I don't share the, the links and stuff with my teammates usually. But when I edited that one and uploaded it, yeah, that that one went out to the team, and there were some <laughs> good comments going back and forth. Oh, um, I bet. Yeah, I
1: bet.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and to make matters better, he's one of the local fire chiefs. So. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, the team I play on is actually mostly firemen from the uh, community. And we got quite a few chiefs on the team. So that, that's kind of fun. And I'm not on the job, but my dad was in Chicago for close to 30 years. So they, they said I fit in. I've probably seen more than they have as volunteers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's really cool though. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's a, uh, like guns and hoses game here. Yep. In St. Louis, and I randomly have skated, uh, Couple times where the guys who were primarily firemen, uh, but yeah, it's a very noble profession. So yeah, myself. that
0: that's actually how I got to skate at Mariucci Arena. They were having a first responder night last year, and they nice. were playing Ohio State. But they wanted to have you know just give the fire and police a chance to play a scrimmage early on. It wasn't very well organized because I got a note from the guys like, "Hey, are you available to skate tomorrow at Mariucci?" I was like, "Yeah," and they're like we may or may not need you. We don't know. It's a fire police yeah. game. I was like, Hey, that's fine. I I'll bring know. my, st- I'll, I'll bring my stuff. If you guys got enough, you know, goalies totally understand. They're like, but you fit in too. like you, you've, you're kind of, you, you're in the brotherhood per se because of the family ties. It's like, yeah, that, that works. We showed up, there were three cops there. So it wound up being four on four. We just split things up and, and had some fun but it, we, we had three goalies so we just did a nice little rotation which was fun but it was yeah that's how I got to skate there was because of those guys so uh, cool. yeah it's awesome
1: you know just any way you can get in there and skate at a place like that especially when it's you know for a good cause or with good people it makes yeah it
0: absolutely um yeah it, even with cops it was fun uh <laughs> we, we got one poor fellow on our team He he's a uh cop and yeah. There's some chirps that go back and forth with him. Oh, I'm
1: sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just my mouth shut.
0: Yeah. The, 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 the biggest one is, Oh, you, you weren't smart enough to pass the fire exam. Uh, <laughs> um, so what is the worst post game beer you've had? Hmm.
1: Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, they're all so good, especially after you win. They all taste good. Yeah. Um, kind of, I, Our go-to is select usually, which is only a, a it's bud it's a Budweiser beer. Mm-hmm. I think it's only available in the St. Louis area. Which, if it was uh, available elsewhere, would really do well. It's delicious and it's yeah. great after. It's kind of like a Bud Light, Budweiser. Yeah. Light. But, um. Yeah, I don't know. I think anything heavy after a skate is not good to me. That's probably why I like white beers and lagers and more golden yeah. ales and things like that. Like IPAs and anything heavy, Yeah, I, I can't do after a skate. So, probably anytime I've tried that, like a stout or something, I'm just like, okay, this isn't for me. Because uh, I'm so dehydrated too. Yeah. After you play goalie, you know, you swell. So,
0: we, I, we have a brewery up here, Summit. They put together a sampler and there's a oh, I got to think back. There's, I think a lager in there. There's, um, it's four different light beers and they, they call it the penalty box. And whenever that comes out every year, that's, that's what I bring for the boys because it's just four good post game beers. Nice. Um, yeah, that they, they, they get it. They they know they got to cater to the hockey crowd. Uh, when, when you tape your stick, heel to toe or toe to heel.
1: So I go, um, heel to toe
0: okay most goalies yeah. do uh it's always fun to hear the ones that don't uh to find out why most of them don't even know why
1: <laughs> they just... I used to go toe to heel and um and it was just what i did i didn't think anything yeah. of it and then i just overheard a discussion and i can't remember if i was 18 or 12 but i overheard a discussion about no it's it's heel to toe like everyone in it seemed like 95% of everyone was on that same page. And I'm like, well, maybe that's a thing. Maybe that's what, you know, the hockey players before us did. So I just, I didn't say anything. I just kept my mouth shut. And the next time I taped my stick, I'm like, <laughs> feel the toe. I'm like, I guess that's what, I guess that's how you do it. So
0: yeah. Um, now the, the next question, I know the answer. So I want to maybe understand why. Uh, I usually ask favorite number. I'm going to guess it's 38, but why 38? That's not a traditional goalie number by any means it's not
1: and i wanted to come up with a number it rhymes with my name k-man gate 38 uh so i i always wanted to have like a non-traditional goalie number growing up but it was usually one or 30 or 130 Mm -hmm. or 35 was all the only options you had so that's always what i ended up wearing usually 30 uh so once i you can do anything you want I could be double zero if I really wanted to so right. uh, I finally got to be I wanted to be a number in the 30s and upper 30s that wasn't a goalie number and then I kind of wanted to make it my goalie number and, and like I said the yeah whole rhyme thing kind of came into place so
0: yeah it, <laughs> it, that's how it was for me when it, when I got to college and my number was already taken by an upper class and I was like uh-oh what do I do now because I don't know why. I never liked wearing number one. It felt like I didn't have anything on my back. Uh, yeah. I, I've always liked the double digit and the biggest jersey we had in the uh, cabinet was 39. Uh, in fact, our rink was connected to a field house and we'd go out there and stretch and we'd wear our jerseys. And most of the guys looked like they had a normal looking jersey on. I came out, I looked like a kid wearing my dad's hockey jersey. And they were like yeah. Jesus cramity. You got a 12 person tent on there. like, yeah, look at all this extra space that's going to catch pucks, fellas. <laughs> that's, that's why I went with that one. But uh, ever since then, I've, if I had a chance, I've gone with 39.
1: Were you a Hassock fan?
0: Um, yeah, I, I was.
1: Um, but that's not why. That no, none- I, <laughs> I was
0: a Belfour fan, first and foremost, um, and started out with 30. And then uh, when I, right before high school started, a teammate of mine who was a defenseman who wore number five passed away, so I switched to 35. Um, and I, I, I really liked that number, but then 39 was the only option. And I liked it because it was a little, little out there. Not as many goalies had it and my game. Yeah. Was, I think my game suits 39 better. Nice. I like that.
1: That's <laughs> yeah. A cool. Story. Yeah. Um, similar. I, I always wanted 29, but that was never an option. And then when I got older, it was, that was actually a goalie number. And like I said, yeah. I wanted a non-traditional but still in the 30s kind of thing. So
0: Why did you want 29?
1: Poffin. Uh, okay. Felix Poffin. And then, you know, a lot of other goalies wore it. Like, I yeah. wore 29. Um, there, there are a few other goalies who wore it, but I thought Felix Poffin, even though Toronto was a bit of a rival for St. Louis at that yeah. time. Uh, we played them in playoffs a lot, and obviously I was still going for St. Louis when we did, but Poffin was my guy besides yeah. Bryce Joseph
0: yeah again, another guy that, because he had some phenomenal playoff series against the Hawks, I couldn't like him during his playing Pretty days uh, yeah. and like part of, I know his helmet is awesome it 's one of the most replicated designs you know in the beer leagues, and it 's like, no, I would never get that on my mask, <laughs> never. Uh, it's just,
1: right absolutely there. not. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's kids I coach now. There's like a decal, which God, yeah. I wish that existed when we were kids. But you can just put a sticker on your goalie mask now. It looks like yeah. a paint job, it's so cool. But these kids have like Pop ones, and it's like different a red and silver, black, and these different color combos. And and I'll comment on. I'm like, oh, that Pop mask is awesome. And they're like, thanks. And I can tell. I'm like, you don't know who Felix Pop is, do you? I'm like, yeah. no. I'm like. Okay, well, by the way, he's a legend, and and you're wearing his mask, so you should probably go on Google and look up Felix Poffin, and next time I see you, tell me four facts about him and
0: skate away.
1: but yeah, Kids don't seem to know
0: the history of the game like we did growing up. Uh, It just felt like when we were growing up – Kids don't watch the
1: game, which blows my mind.
0: Yeah, it seemed like when we were growing up, kids, A, watched the games as much as they could because they weren't on as much. Exactly. especially in <laughs> Chicago, we, we didn't have home games on TV. Um, but, uh, they, they just, they don't know about goalies even 10 years ago. It's like, I, I was talking to one of the little, uh, goalies in my neighborhood. And it's like, do you know who Kelly Rudy is? He's like, never heard of him. I was like, <laughs> what? So I, I had to educate him. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah. We uh, uh, were constantly quizzing kids and, uh, not actually, but, like, sort of jokingly shaming them when they don't know their history. And and then uh, Bruce also gives the kids homework every night when he does camps. So they have to do something. It's not like it's super time-consuming. Yeah. It's usually art-related, but it all involves goalie history or hockey history yeah. in some capacity, you know. Because it's, like you said, not everyone is doing yeah. that, you know. Right. It's it's crazy. But uh, yeah, I, I think I, it's I guess they just have so much else going on, I don't know.
0: Especially with the way the game has evolved, if you understand, you know, how it was played even 15, 20 years ago to where it is now, you understand some of the movements. I mean, Tony Esposito, a good
1: point. Yeah, that's a good know, point.
0: Tony Esposito with coming up, well, technically Glenn Hall starting the butterfly, but Esposito revolutionizing it. And then when we were playing, it was like, that was the thing, but yeah. we understood where it came from. Yeah. The evolution. Uh so last question. Uh what advice do you have for young goaltenders?
1: Um, well, tying in with what we were just talking about, know the game, know your history for sure. Um circling back to a little bit ago, if you if you work with a goalie coach or anyone who's knowledgeable, um, you know, soak in the knowledge. Don't just go through the motions, like Mm -hmm. think about it on the drive home before you go to bed. Take notes, write it down. Yeah. Think about it and apply it to your game. That's how you get better. And, and on that note, don't don't ever take a minute off. If, if you have a practice, I mean, take breaks if you need a water break or breather. Yeah, sure. But I just mean, don't ever go through the motions in practice. If you want to get better, if you want to reach your max potential, you got to put in the work every opportunity you get. And, uh, you know, even on those days where you don't really feel like it, you just got to push through. In the end, it'll, it'll always be worth it every time. Yeah. So it's a lot of hard work being a goalie. Like kids don't realize how hard it is. Um, It's really difficult, but if you have the drive and the passion, it doesn't feel like work at all.
0: Well, and to build off of that too, don't be afraid to ask your goalie coach questions either. Uh, You know, I I think there's a lot of kids where they might not understand why you're telling them to do something and it's okay to ask, you know, why am I doing that? Yeah. Um, Actually.
1: Yeah. You don't want them to not ask the question, think it in their head and just do the drill anyways. Right. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I, I've uh, talked to some of the goalies I used to coach still today. And, you know, they, they'll they still ask me questions like, why did you have me do that? And I'm like, why didn't you ask me back then why I had you do that? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'd yeah, be okay. better be league goalie today if you kn- we'll knew see. the answers. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, well, Kane, we went over time, uh, but I, I wholeheartedly appreciate it. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for, great know, thank for having me. It's been awesome watching it uh in fact while i'm thinking of it uh have you heard of the for the love of Puck project
1: no they, they
0: I are you'll have to check them out they're they're from up here they okay. are making i i'm not going to say a similar movie but it's kind of the whole idea of just beer league hockey and how uh, we play because we love the game and so okay. of what uh what i saw come out in your movie Is what they're trying to capture with, you know, other
1: love story, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, In fact, I skate with Kaz, the the guy that's kind of spearheading it. uh, Whenever he gets uh, ice, in fact, we'll probably be getting a few ice times across the river in Wisconsin here. Now that we can't skate in Minnesota, (laughs) so you'll have to check them out. And next time I talk to Kaz, I got to make sure he knows about you. Yeah,
1: um, definitely. That's awesome. I mean, I think the more the merrier as far as content goes, and as far yeah. as movies go. I think you know whether it's beer league or youth hockey or professional or anything else. I think the more the merrier. So yeah,
0: that's awesome. yeah, they put a team together last year and went to I think it was Austria and Germany and played. They nice. it was kind of like a sightseeing trip with hockey built in, and they yeah. you know shot some content. They've been out to California uh to talk to some folks out there and whatnot uh so it's it's uh, been fun to watch them and see where it's going and then last i think it was in january they held an outdoor tournament at one of the parks here in the twin cities that has two sheets of ice basically an oval around them and then an area for uh just plain old pond hockey and another one for open skate just they flood the whole park, but they put boards up and they have a Zamboni and everything. And that, that was an awesome tournament. And because it was a, at a park, we couldn't have adult beverages there. So me and one of the other goalies walked down the street in full equipment to the bar and walked in the bar, full equipment for a beer. That's
1: awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I wish I had footage of that. Blow uh, up. Yeah.
0: I, they, they took footage. I haven't seen any, but I, I did uh, post a picture of it on, my Instagram feed. In fact, while we were waiting for them to come down with the cameras before we went in, we sat on a, uh, bus bench at an intersection, just sitting there in full goal equipment. And I, it had to have been a hockey mom stops in the middle of the intersection, driving a minivan, rolls her window down. And she goes, do you guys are, need to get to a practice or something? Do you need a ride? And we're like, no, no. We're just waiting to go into the bar. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, heart.
1: That's
0: yeah. It, it was the, the, probably the most hockey mom, Minnesota thing that could have happened at that moment. <laughs> so, Perfect. well, Kane, thank you again. I appreciate it. Um, it. It's been great. I know we'll probably talk again.
1: Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me. Uh, big fan. Keep up the good work, and looking forward to listening to this and some more episodes.
0: Kane and I could have kept talking a lot longer, but he had Christmas decorating to get back to, and I had a backyard rink to tend to. I know when he makes his way back to Minnesota, we'll be getting together and hopefully getting a skate in where we can compare our pad stacks and old school skate saves. You can find KVG on social media simply by searching his name. It'll pop up. Or you can click the links in the show notes. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Washed Up Goalie and I'll pop up. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights once we're allowed back in the rinks here in Minnesota, and all podcast episodes. If you want some washed-up goalie or tendy talk apparel, be sure to click the shop link on my website. I need to give a big thank you to the hockey band The Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream your music from. I'm working on lining up other goalies to talk to on future episodes. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washedupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. Let's not forget, if you have a brand and you want to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me and we can work something out. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's quick action on your part that helps others find tendy talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck.